What's up, everybody? It is your host, Tony Rambles, and welcome to the outtakes of the Living Numbers podcast, where you get an in-depth look at the conversations before and after the interviews. Thank you all for subscribing. Now, here is your exclusive content. Two, one. All right. Now, we are back. Yes. (laughs) Can you hear me fine? I can hear you great. All right, sweet. So, how's your day going? <laughs> so far, so good. So far, so good. I don't know if you can tell, but I've got thumbtacks in the wall back there where I am about to hang shelves. I didn't get that far. So, I'm like, oh, you can't even see them. So, of course, I just pointed them out anyway. It's how I roll. <laughs> well, I'm always, uh, obviously, I'm always looking at people's backgrounds and people's lighting and stuff. And now that you're going on all these shows, I'm pretty sure you're like, well, what does my background look like? What does my lighting look like? It's a big thing now. And yes. I think you I think you got it. I think you Thanks. Got it. Okay, awesome. <laughs> um what was I gonna ask? Oh, how are we on time? Because there's like post show stuff that I like to do, yeah. but okay, sweet. Yeah, totally up. fine. I get you're my last thing today. So yeah, I'm I, good. I figure a lot of times when I get people in this time slot, there's typically nothing else. It's like, uh, yep, this is it. You know, we're good to go. Yep, <laughs> so. let's just tat, chat till martini time. <laughs> okay. Hey, I can do that. My wife's good. She's down there with my son. You know, excellent. food's going. Smells good. Oh, good. Well, you're not going to want to wait too long then, and I don't blame you. Honestly, I do start to get hungry, but I ate something before I came up here. <laughs> Um, what's something that you need to do to get your day started? This is kind of a, a primer. I always love to ask this question because it's always so different. I always get coffee like nine times out of 10. So, okay. I got the head shake. Go same. for it. Yeah, absolutely. Same. Coffee is usually the very first thing that I do. And mm. what I, I like to think that I have a morning routine but if we are being mm-hmm. honest, I do maybe one or two of the five things on the list. <laughs> and working out, exercising is always on the list. It's rarely what I do first thing in the morning. <laughs> and um, sometimes the food has to happen first, but always the mm. coffee. And I try to journal first. I try to sit down with paper and just scribble for two minutes, just just stream of conscious kind of, because I wake up with a very awake brain and writing first, even if I don't get out whatever was in my head, it puts me at a different pace than I was before. Hmm. Um, Meditative breathing happens sometimes, (laughs) not always, Um, but depending on where I am, if I need it, I will do it. But the journaling Hmm. seems to help, seems to help in a regulatory way. So that's also the first thing I do before I, um, dive into emails and then I'm kind of elbow deep in paint a lot of the rest of the mm-hmm. day. Yeah. What, uh, what started the journaling? Um, the, um, there's a book called the artist's way by Julia Cameron. And back when mm-hmm. I was a student, 
I um, just that's about when it came out somewhere in the 90s. And and I thought, um, you know, it talked about how it just helps open up your creative process. And it's a it, everybody just raved about the thing. It is now what? Let me do the math. 30 years later, I have never finished the book, but I start it <laughs> over again all the time. And one of the first things you do in that book is to journal. And so I guess that's my big takeaway from the book, because that is something that I that I do every every day. And sometimes I find myself journaling things that I think I'm going to want to read again, which I wish I wouldn't do because then I have to keep the darn things. Um, but every once in a while, you know, some sentence or something, I think, oh, that would be a really great blog. I either highlight it or write it down on the whiteboard that I keep next to my mm. desk. But uh, yeah, even, even if all I'm writing is keep writing, keep writing, keep writing, sometimes that's what I'm writing. It really does. It really does help to uh, get me in a meditative state. I, I am mm. very puppy-like in nature. And so meditating is something that's really hard for me. I pretty much spend 15 minutes just going, shut up, shut up, shut up, because I can't shut off the, the, the to-do list. <laughs> but so journaling or even painting, what I, what I do just really helps slow me mm. down, ground me. So yeah. During this meditation, there's like this internal dialogue that's happening. Yes. Mm. Yes. And it goes like this. Don't forget to buy toilet paper later. Don't forget to call <laughs> your mom and see when she needs a haircut. <laughs> Just stuff that has no business being in my meditative practice. <laughs> oh, man. What time do you wake up? Oh, um, uh, uh, I wake up around... 7.30 and mm -hmm. sometimes I'll throw on uh, something good to listen to like I love Jay Shetty or um, uh, uh, somebody who's, who's, who's uh, uh, talks about great things to do, great things to do today and don't waste the next oh, five yeah. years and that kind uh -huh. of thing. That kind of gets me going in the morning if I'm too tired to just uh, pick my head up. I'm kind of a night person. I usually don't don't hit the pillow until 11:30 at night. So um, yep, yep, I would yep. love to be one of those people that gets up at six and journals and then meditates and then works out and then showers and then eats. <laughs> I'd love to be that person. She's in there somewhere. And then is uh, <laughs> so I used to get up before my son was born. That's when I was really serious about, uh, here we go. It's really serious nice. about playing this thing here. I have four guitars. Nice. And I'm still serious about playing it, but you know, you have to uh, prioritize, right? So before yes. my son was born, I will wake up 5.30. I will come upstairs. I will play for like 30-ish minutes. But you know, depending on... Like how the plan's going, right? You might just yes. say, hey, let me get 10 more minutes. You know, I'm, yes. like I'm on a roll here. Yes. But uh, once my son was born, like I'm just scratching for every minute. I'm like, no, nah, not 530, <laughs> not 6, 6.05. <laughs> School starts at 730. Okay. Every day. The bell rings at the same time. <laughs> but some days... You're like, man, six fifteen. I think I can. I think I can figure out ten minutes, cobble myself <laughs> together, and get to school. But you know, at different stages in life, you know, you're just kind of that routine is different. 
Yes, yeah. absolutely. Very different. Absolutely true. Um, yeah, me, I'm a coffee person too. I didn't used to drink coffee every day until my son was born. And then I really? was like, I literally need to drink coffee every day. I just, I need to, I need it. Um, not saying I can't figure it out without it, but I don't know. It's just that, that comfort, that warmth. And it just tastes so good. It's not necessarily always about the caffeine. Like I'm always snacking throughout the day anyway, because yeah. I'm always hungry. It keeps my energy yeah. going. But the, I mean, it just, when you get the right coffee with the right taste and you get the right balance of, you know, creamer and coffee is not yes. too hot. It's not like burning. Oh my, there have been times when I'm at my desk and I'm like, all right, y'all, let me take some coffee. And it's like, and it's just coffee all over because it was so hot and it just burned my mouth. And I'm just like, okay, yep. Yep. We're good here. We're good here. Can you, can you read number one, please? You know, so you, ah, coffee's great. I used okay. to, um, I used to be a chai tea person, a, a vanilla mm. chai tea person, not even chai tea, chai tea latte, right? We're talking, I don't know, 3,500 calories per extra large mug, which is how I used to drink it. And I'm like, that is not sustainable. So I started drinking <laughs> coffee just to, just to wean myself off of the chai tea mm. lattes, which is awesome. But I'm kind of, I kind of got imposter syndrome, syndrome with the coffee because uh -oh. it's, I'm going to, I'm not quite 50, 50 creamer in coffee, but close. <laughs> and it's got to yep. be the peppermint mocha creamer. It can't be vanilla. It can't be regular creamer. It's peppermint mocha and yes. Starbucks iced coffee in a bottle. Yep. Yep, yep. Real. That's how I, that's how I drink it. And I make sure I've got two bottles of each at all times in my refrigerator so that mm. a, a shortage doesn't happen. But I feel like, am I really drinking that much coffee if there's only this much? Uh, <laughs> probably a lot of sugar and a lot of creamer. Oh, I know. Uh, I know. So, I'm not doing myself any favors. Huge fan of the peppermint mocha. Yes. Other than that, I never go to Starbucks. I'm like, I cannot, can't do Justify. it. I'm not yeah. spending the money. I'm, yo, I go here, I get the bag. It's got the, it's got the beans. We got a grinder. You know, it's, it's a little bit extra work, but that coffee lasts much longer. It's better yes. value. I'm a big value efficiency person. Right, right. For the uh, price so, of one cup of that Starbucks. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you. And the people who are like, got to have my Starbucks. I'm like, there's also better coffees out there if you really are going like for the taste of coffee. But it's kind of a, it's a whole, I don't know. Yeah, You know, people who love Starbucks, they love Starbucks. It's like people who use iPhones, like they just, they swear by them no matter what. Yeah. Like, All right, whatever. If that's what I, I, I used to get kind of spoiled uh, living in Seattle. You you could be downtown mm -hmm. on any corner in downtown Seattle and see five Starbucks from where you are looking down wow. half a block down that way, two across the street from each other over here, one in the, one in the lobby of the office right there. And, and they're all a, packed. And they're all packed. That's an insane amount of... <sighs> Starbucks stores. And That's I, crazy. and sometimes when I travel, I'm like, I got to drive four miles to get to Starbucks. Where am I? Siberia. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I think this question, it will be great for you because of the RT nature. Yes. So 
no context here. However you think about it, as I ask the question, that's what I want you to go with. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Who, what, when, where, why, or how? If you had to choose one, which one would it be? Who, what, when, where, why, or how? Ooh. Mm -hmm. It's good, right? It's so good. I'm going to go with why. Okay, okay. Why? (laughs) Because everything else to me is related to the why. Everything. Mm. My relationships with people, what I do for a living, why I say what I say, what everything. I love to think about the why. The why is everything to me. I think the why is why I'm really successful in my job. Yeah. Mm. When I first heard of paint night, I used to um illustrate uh, paper plate. I used to design paper plates for a living. You may have eaten off my work. And while I was doing that and doing comedy on the weekends, I heard of paint night. And I thought, as a comic and an, and an artist, I am uniquely qualified to do that for a living. I'm going to go and let them know. So I did. And they said, you can do it on Tuesday nights at this bar. And I thought, huh, I'm just going to buy easels because I don't want to just do it on Tuesday nights at a bar. So I started my business having never attended one of these things. But what was really important to me as I got going, I noticed that a lot of people were interested in the idea, but everybody came in the door apologizing for how much they were going to suck at, at the activity. Mm. Happened a lot. And my, my teaching MO very quickly became just as much about giving people permission to be creative and encouraging them that, yeah, you can do art. If you can write your name, yeah, you can do art. And, and um, giving them that emotional permission was just as important, if not more important, that they walked out the door with the tree painted the way that I painted. Yeah. So the why so is everything. Yeah. Okay. I've never asked this, but yeah. as you were talking about it, I had this question. Which one has the worst case? Like out of, one is- out of all of them, which one is like last on the list? Um, I, I am going to go with who that sounds Ooh. like I'm not a people person, but I am 100% a people person. But where, what happens in my head is what I am aware of in the world is that nothing is about me except inside my own head and everybody's walking around mm. feeling the same way. And so that keeps me brave and, and creative and, um, in my lane. And, um, don't get me wrong. I love everybody. I love everybody, but nobody matters that much that it's gonna affect my thing. Hmm. Take you out of your who? Take me out of my who and my why. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think we are ready to start. (laughs) (laughs) I love those questions. They get people. Yes. You know, you start off with a nice softball. How's your day going? Are we good on time? (laughs) Do you you like coffee? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. You know, what do you do to get your day started? All right. And then that one, I think is like, huh, let me think about that. Cause that is like, for me, I feel like I can make a case for all of them. Right. But who, who is the one I feel like I get for most people would choose who. And mm. so you went like total opposite. I, I like did. it. I like it. I, I like did. It. I'm locked yeah. in. Here we go. So I am going to um, do my introduction. This is the Living Numbers podcast, yada, yada, yada. And then I will introduce you with an intro that I've written that you did not get in the notes. It, I'm so excited to hear it. <laughs> uh, and then I will kick it off with the first number and then we'll go into you know the topics. And if there's anything, just go. You know, okay. anything that you want to say, anything that you that comes to mind, you know, just feel comfortable. You have the creative freedom to be yourself. Awesome. Uh, and yes, yeah, my job to move us to where I feel like the conversation should go next. So awesome. uh, just be awesome. you. All right, here we go. We did it. Oh, we man. Did it. You gotta turn up the lighting. This is really bothering me that I'm getting darker and darker. My face looks redder. I look like I've been in the sun all day now. Why am I so red? I actually have been in the sun because I'm a softball coach. So softball my tan is, is so oh my goodness. Softball, girls basketball, I sponsored am. Key Club. I mean, I do wow. tons. Oh, that's so much better. I know. I should have fixed it earlier. I'm still red. It's okay. I hope you're not too dark, because it, it did get pretty dark there. I'm like, uh, I'm sorry I might just that. have to fix this in post. Yeah, go ahead, lighten me up. I'm, I wait. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm better. I look better in the dark, Tony. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Hides all the wrinkles. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. I couldn't have asked for a better interview. That was so much awesome. fun. So good. So good. It was fun for me, too. I'm glad. What was your favorite yeah. part? Um, it was really hard for me not to ask you questions. I want to know how old your boy is, and I want to know um, what other <sighs> kind of exercises you do for communications class, and if you do um, improv kind of exercises with them. And um, mm -hmm. all the, all that kind well, of stuff. You can ask those questions now. Let's do it. How old is your boy? He will be two June 24th. <gasps> so very young child. Yes. Yes. Oh, he's a very good boy that he's been so quiet <laughs> during the whole oh. show. I can hear him downstairs, uh, but there's enough space between us. So... <laughs> I think there, are, there. I think there are some episodes where you can, if you listen closely, you can kind of hear him screaming in the back. Oh, my man. youngest grandbaby is two. Grandchild. That my youngest. I got a. Uh, my son's kids. They're in Madison. They are two and three, and my daughter in Seattle. Her kids are sixteen and thirteen. He's in a band. Wow. Yeah, the la I just flew back there. Uh, weekend before last to uh, see him play his second gig. So awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. You look great, by the way. Thanks. It was the dark. <laughs> I'll be I never 60 would have guessed grandma. Yeah. 60? Get out of here. Yeah, I know. It's the Dory the Fish energy that keeps me young. It's the abject <laughs> immaturity. <laughs> yeah. Man, we need more like, I guess childish energy is not the exact praise right. I'm going for. But playful. That. Yes. But you, yes, I like yes. that. I like playful. Yeah, it's Playful's a thing. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, so I like to answer questions because I go on other shows too. So lovely. Um, yeah, ask away. I, I, tell me about podcasting because I obsess about doing one myself, but I'm afraid that um, I'm I'm already not doing the things that I should be doing. Meaning, I should be making videos. I should be doing instructional mm. videos, and I should have a whole advanced lesson thing. I got it here. I just got some kind of block that's keeping me from doing it, but I obsess about podcasting. Um, how, how, and why it's, did you start? How long have you been doing it? It's, it's this balance of structure and spontaneity, which yes. I think you probably see in my show. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. At least that's how I do it. Right. I have certain things that I want to touch on because I feel like they encompass the kind of the totality of the person as much as we can in yeah. an hour or so. But when you hear stuff like I played in Steppenwolf's band, like <laughs> we have to talk about that. Like there are some things we can't just skim over this. Right. So I leave definitely that room to just kind mm. of, you know, talk, talk like friends. Like that's what it yeah. should feel like in, in my um, experience, what I want for my show and yeah. staying true to what you want because the trends are always going to change. Like, and people want different things. I could, honestly, I could easily do a show about sports. I could do a show about relationships or marriage. Uh, I've been married almost 10 years. It's 10 years this August. Yeah. And, um, you know, talk about that stuff. But for me, I wanted to do a podcast where I could talk about all of these different things and have on guests from, I mean, we used to have somebody that's like, I grew up in this small town, moved from there to Seattle across. That's already, there's already stuff I would want to ask about that. Right. right. And then you talk about driving 2000 miles back and forth, you and your cat, you're a painter, improv, music. I'm like, this person has so much to, to offer in a conversation or an interview. Like, I just want to be able to like ask the right questions to bring out those experiences to help other people. When they listen to it, they go, oh man, I want to be a musician. Or, I want to be an author. Or, I want to do this. I want to do that. And sometimes, and you know, there are tons of people who have interview podcasts that gets millions of views. And it's not necessarily because of who they have on, which sometimes that's the case. But they trust the host to bring on interesting people and have yeah. conversations that are interesting that people will want to gain something from or be entertained by. Yeah. So I guess at this point, I'm in that phase of garnering credibility, right? Because yeah. nobody knows who I am, right? But eventually you go, man, this guy has, you know, X amount of episodes and you listen to one, you listen to the next one, you're like, okay, like I trust him to bring people on 
ask the right questions to get a great conversation from it. And so that is basically how I see my podcast. A lot of people will say you got to have a niche. You got to have like a specific thing that you want to be into. And if you're looking at just trying to make it the most profitable, that may be the way to go. But as far as longevity, for me, I knew I, I just knew I wanted to touch on all of these, this wide range across the spectrum of things. So I'm like, I'm going to make the show that I want to make. And I feel like always in any industry, if you're good at what you do, people will come and you will be successful. Because right? everybody wants everybody wants to know who the best is. Everybody wants to work with the best. Everybody wants to yes. watch the best and learn from the best. So I feel like I'm good at this and I know how mm-hmm. to do this. And this is the way that I, this is the show that I want to do, right? I don't want to be stuck doing a show that's, that's not me. That's not what, that's enjoyable for me. So that's how I approached podcasting from the very beginning, even though so many things will tell you that I'm doing it the wrong way. <laughs> You know what? I don't know if you need a niche as long as you've got the structure that you have. Like you said, people know what to expect when they come to you. Isn't that an? Isn't that kind of a niche? I mean, isn't that a? I think that's enough. Stability. The niche is uh, interviewing. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, questions in a certain way. And and I love your your open ended questions that that really you could go on a deep dive in that direction if you want it. There's just so much mm-hmm. to talk about. You're gonna yeah, I know you're gonna do great. I am gonna buy a shirt. Thank you. New fan. Thank you. Thank you. That's an air <laughs> file right there. High five. <laughs> so good. Um, I think I had something else. Uh what was it? I always have questions. There are always questions in my head. Sometimes you don't get to all of them. Most of the time, you don't get to all of them. Uh, is there anything that we didn't cover that like we didn't necessarily touch on that you would have wanted to talk more about? Um, I I I don't know if it's something that I want to talk more about. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but a big thing that happened to me, I moved to Seattle with a relationship that ended mm. abruptly and tragically five weeks after I moved there. And he Whoa. gave me two weeks to find somewhere else to live. And I didn't have a job yet. And um, I ended up uh, squatting for a, for a bit. Um, which is not how I saw my life going when I went there. And that was a formative thing in my life because Mm. at back in Milwaukee, when I was there, I was a musician and a DJ and the radio. And I, I had this thing built up that imposter syndrome. I brought the word up a lot, but it's been a part of me for a, for a bit, you know, I'm not as cool as people think I'm, but that's okay. I'm going to hold you right there. And we're not going to get any closer than that. Isn't this cool? Isn't this cool? Um, And then I moved to Seattle and all that was, was gone. I wasn't a part of my Mm -hmm. identity there. And within, you know, after a, a a few weeks of um, shoegazing and, and the, 
hard depression, I thought, okay, I can go back home and live in somebody's spare room while I try to find another job. That feels like a step backwards. Life has dropped me here. Mm. I'm going to figure out why. And I'm not going to figure out why if I just keep asking myself what I did wrong that I ended up, you know, what can I do today? And Mm. um, that uh, my very first, I couldn't get a job as a graphic artist in Seattle because the job model is different there than it is in the Midwest where you can just get a nine to five as, as an artist in Seattle, everybody contracts artists for six months. And if they like you, they'll keep you, but you have your own laptop and you have your own programs. I didn't right. even own a laptop. So I independent couldn't get contractor, a, basically exactly that. Okay. And I, I couldn't get that job. So I had to start my own thing. The um, best thing that's ever happened to me. That was the best thing that's ever happened to me. I, um, Wow. I I travel the world now um, because I can. And um, I've got I in a very short amount of time, I went from being artist, musician back in Wisconsin to a, a comic comedian. It's a different kind of uh, entertainer, but it's an entertainer. Nonetheless, my life mm-hmm. looked entirely different, still as wonderful as it was. Okay. Okay. I guess this is who I am. I dumped my imposter syndrome. And like I said to you, um, if I'm solid with me, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of me because I'm going to bed with me at night and I'm waking up with me in the morning. And, and I know that that confidence, um, is, uh, the most attractive thing about me. And I don't mean that mm. in a mate way. I mean that in a human way. And I feel right. like a, a big reason why um, everything else is working is is because I'm good with myself. Um, Buddhism mm. helped me get there too. The answer to why did this happen to me is it doesn't matter why. You're here now. We, you know, what are we doing from here? Um, yeah. How'd I do? <laughs> So, so you were talking about going to Milwaukee and you had kids, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but there was like never a mention of like the husband or the boyfriend or the mate. So I I listen, I I listen to everything. I'm like, Hmm, okay. You know, I was a single mom most of their life. And then I met somebody who wasn't quite done with his other relationship, but he is a pilot. Oh, goodness. Um, And so he asked me to move to Seattle with him. And so I quit my job and sold my house for less than it was worth and went. And then he had a change of heart. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) It was that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's who I had in mind when I said everybody is forgivable because I don't forgive Mm. him for him. I forgive him for me. So that I not hung up on on that, and and like I said, right. I'm grateful, I'm grateful that that happened because every good thing I have in my life right now wouldn't wouldn't be a thing because life is balanced, and if this doesn't happen, this doesn't happen, right? This is good and right. safe and lovely and awesome, and people work really hard to stay here, but this this is okay because that is is where the yes. trajectory goes. Wouldn't you agree? And and as long as oh, you have the mind, yeah. right mindset when you're here, and it's going to happen because that's not po- it's not possible to not. But um, 
Yeah, um, that's that's the saving thing. And I never tested, I never had that tested um, before yeah. that. So I'm just super grateful and super grateful for where where my life is at. Every minute of every day, gratitude is a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because like sometimes things are said and not everything, it, there's not space for everything. Right. You know, so, you right. know, we just... We just we just kept going. And so Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Those things help us to like realize how, you know, precious life really is and the things yeah. that we do have. And I say this so so often is that it's the times that suck that connect us more than the times exactly. that are great because exactly. they have like this this deeper staying power because, uh, you know, intrinsically we're always thinking like, how do we stay out of danger? So yes. in a way, emotionally, right, that dangerous thing happened. And now you're trying to stay out of that again. So like our minds are always, we remember those things yes. way more vividly than we remember good times because we uh, feel like good times are always like just around the bend, right? Good times are easy, yes. you know, but we don't want to have bad times again. So we remember how to avoid those. <laughs> True. Oh man. Yeah, thank you for for sharing that. You know, that's yeah. you know, the people the people who subscribe, you know, they'll really get that nugget. You're nugget welcome. Here. You know, I don't <laughs> at this point, what is today? March twenty-seventh, twenty twenty-three. I don't have any subscribers. <laughs> oh, hey. You're gonna have one now. I'm signing up. <laughs> thank you. You got to start you. somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Man, I love your structure. I love your the integrity of what you are doing. Dude, you're doing it right. You're you're I I I don't know you well enough to lie to you, Tony. I uh I I admire the, <laughs> the, the structure you set for it and what you're doing and you're ins inspirational to me. True. Thank you. I think yeah. um that's the mindset, right? Yeah. When the people do come, it's already built. If you build it, they will come. That's what it's already. Absolutely. So that's yeah, you know, absolutely. That's how I built my business. Yeah. I built it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well done. What would you say your purpose is these days? Like as of today, you would say my purpose is what? To help people get in touch with that very, very inner, integral, untouchable bit that is their creative essence. I don't know what other word to call it, but mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is the, that I think if it is not our purpose, it's tied to our purpose to make things out of nothing, to make a thing make a thing, whether it's a song or a drawing mm -hmm. or a sweater or whatever the thing is. I always picture Tom Hanks in Castaway after he made fire. Oh, fire, fire. I hope, I, I would love for people to have that feeling every day. That, mm. that guy, huh, I did it. <laughs> that, and my medium for that is art. Yeah, this painting or drawing. Yeah. You, yeah. you asked me about my class. And after this, yeah. I'll let you go. I know we're like freaking, is it, is it eight o'clock here? 
Uh, wait, you're on Central Time too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight o'clock here too. Yeah, okay. Eight o'clock, not too bad. I'm gonna be there um, for Easter. One line. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, where was I even going? Oh yeah, you asked about my class. Yes. And you know, this creativity thing is always this is a drum that I'm banging like so good every day. Every yes. day, because I'm like, nobody wants boring. Be creative, yes. be entertaining. Hopefully, you can be both. But if you can at least be one, people will go, oh, okay, I see what you did there. So yes. a lot of times with my directions, like I try to give them just enough to where they can take it and make whatever they want from this assignment, right? So one of my favorites is called Build Your School. And they have to literally kind of kind of build a, f- a school from scratch. But like there are things that they don't know that we know as teachers, like curriculum and that kind of stuff, you know. And so what I tell them is you can take any structure, right? You have to pick a structure. So you could say, uh, I want my school to be in the Eiffel Tower. And you can take the structure and you could put it in any place. So you go, I want the Eiffel Tower but I want it off of Miami Beach. And then from there, yes. you can choose whatever uniforms you want. Now, of course, they have to be school appropriate, right? Because this is school. <laughs> but you can go, okay, if I want everybody to wear black hoodies and gray sweats every day with high heels, I said, make the uniform whatever you want. I say, it's totally up to you as long as you can explain your choices. Like you have the total... Creative latitude to make it however you want to. What is your day going to look like? Is it the same structure as everybody else's? You know, seven thirty to two forty-five or three o'clock, or are you going to make it? You know, a school that starts in the evening, right? I don't know, because I'm trying to get the kids to think more creative, think more um, critically, right? How can you come up with better solutions or just different solutions? And so, with every project. Sometimes they just have tons of questions. I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? What do you want to make? How do you want to make? And for some kids, they've been so programmed to get all of their answers from the teacher instead of thinking internally about, hmm, what do I want this to be? Because a lot of times, like, you you get lower grades for that. So I'm trying to, at least in my class, you have the latitude to be able to kind of, like, express yourself creatively because when you get up there and present this is another thing i love about my class is when you present there is no cheating right it's not a test either you got it when you get up there or you don't there is no cheating there is no hiding there is no is this you and more often than not they have partners because they have to learn how to Mm -hmm. collaborate and work with other people Mm -hmm. so there is no way to get away from it you know that's the only thing i grade pretty hard because I also get them like a practice day. Like I'm giving you all the tools. Everything else is pretty much like participation grades because the that will take care of itself. Like if you don't have good content, you can't give a good presentation. Like you don't have anything and it's going to reflect right. in your grade. So I, I really try to give, it's kind of like my show. I have enough structure to where you know what to do, but the rest is left up to you. Like you got to figure it out. You have the Ability to do so, right? And so nice. some people are really good. 
some people need a little bit more help and totally fine with me, but I love being a teacher. So good. The best. So good. That is so good. Yeah. Okay. 805. Okay. I'm getting hungry. We did it. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to this exclusive content. Thank you all for subscribing. I wouldn't be able to do this without you. And I will see you all in the next round.